0: This is August 10th, and this is the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. My name. ESPN Marinovsky, I hope you guys are having a great day, a great week, hopefully enjoying a vacation or the nice summer weather or something, something that is relaxing. Uh, but at any rate, on this episode of Bruins Beat, Connor and I, uh, we got, there's actually a lot of Bruins stuff to discuss. Some of it's a little bit uh, long-term, some of it is short-term. Uh, we discussed uh, Charlie McAvoy his next deal. What's he going to get? What should he get? Can Don Sweeney get the hometown discount? On maybe his most expensive player ever. Uh, and then we got into David Krejci. Is the door open? Can he actually come back? And then we had a pretty good uh, conversation over Don Sweeney's free agency moves. Are they, are they bad? Is there a different way in which they're building this team that maybe we're not used to? We kind of examined all aspects of it. So you'll be thinking in new ways after this episode. You'll be, you'll be like, damn, I never knew that part of my brain existed. You know, things like that. Anyways, before we get to the episode though, it's an exciting time of the year around the sports world. The Red Sox are playing, maybe not very good, but they are playing. Pat's training camp is here and soon the Bruins and Celtics will be back. And even if you haven't made it back to Fenway just yet, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wage than anywhere online. And we even have an exclusive promo code for our loyal listeners. So go to bet online and enter promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, you heard me. You heard me. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Nobody, nobody beats that. So what are you waiting for? Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great bonuses, offers, and contests available right now. Again, enter promo code CLNS50. For that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up?
1: Evan, doing well. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. We're doing this early for our normal recordings. Usually we try to do it midday. Or sometimes it has to be later, but we're doing this at bright and early, nine a.m. nine.
1: And I have a few cups of coffee, get ready for this, but I think I'm good day to day, maybe, but I'll fight through it
0: up Don't before worry. the birds up before the birds. It's funny. Trags, when I used to do Bruins Beat with him, he would, I would be like, Hey, what time works for you tomorrow? I'd be like, can you do seven? I'd be like, no, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <definitely> PM? no. <laughs> yeah. PM? Yeah, we mean PM because you know there's nothing for him. An old guy, not really old guy, but you know what I mean. Uh, and it was that was during like COVID and stuff. So I was like, trags, I'm not waking up before like 11 most days. So seven is uh, seven is when I usually go to bed. You know, play Xbox all night. What else? What else was there to do in COVID times? Exactly. Um, anyways, there is some brewing stuff to uh, to catch up on and catch up on this. We will. Um, we'll start with this. As more and more defensemen around the league get new contracts, Seth Jones has a new contract, which we've talked about at length. Uh, Kel McCarr, Miro Heiskinen, those are two comparables to the person we're going to talk about. Uh, Darnell Nurse just got a what was it? Eight years, nine point two five million per. I believe is that so. what it was. There was that, uh, yeah. exa- and Seth Jones got the same term and money, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I want to say so. Yes, I think definitely Seth Jones is nine two five.
0: Both bad contracts. <laughs> That <laughs> same area. Nonetheless, big, long contracts for number one defensemen, uh, however you'd like to look at them. And it's funny because the Bruins have a number one defenseman coming up for a contract next off season. Charlie McAvoy will be up for a new deal come next offseason. I feel like it was just yesterday we were talking about his uh, last RFA deal uh, and what that would cost and how much that would be. And at the time, I said you should pay him a lot for a long time, but it's going to look like a lot. Until he becomes really, really good, which he's already hit. And that maybe $6 million he gave him three years ago suddenly looks super cheap. But they didn't do that. They went the other route. They did a short-term for $4.9 per. per. Uh, but McAvoy, his next deal is up. And every time one of these defensemen gets a deal, we all tweet the same thing. This market for McAvoy is getting uh, larger and larger. Is there any hope? Well, what do you think he's worth and what do you think he'll get? We'll start with
1: that. What he's worth, I think you compare him to a lot of these guys that have signed contracts. I think he's worth more than most of those guys. So if you're a McAvoy and his, you know, his agents, you have to look and say, well, look what he's done. You know, look, look at, especially going to next year, barring something wild happening, he's most likely going to probably finish top three in the Norris, hopefully, maybe at the very least, he's going to be top five again, right? And a lot of these guys that are getting paid, uh, you know, these crazy contracts, haven't finished top five in Norris voting, right? You know, it's more or less just, you know... <laughs> <That's> uh,
0: <true. laughs> yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's literally the most baseline way to evaluate just how he stacks up against other players. But um, I, I think you look at what his contract would be, uh, and if you're weighing it against other, other players, what, at least 10? At least 10 in terms of what he could get, what he should get. Now, what's he going to get with the Bruins? That's a different question entirely, right? Because we've seen multiple times where we map out what a guy is worth, what, you know, what he deserves on the market. And then in terms of what he actually signs when, you know, both the Bruins and a player have to cross the T's and dot the I's, they kind of more or less always seem to take less than or below market value for the greater, you know, purpose of, you know, keeping the whole team together and feeling, feeling a competitive roster. And, um, you know, so, but, but what is that even going to be, right? So I don't think you're going to see, you know, the, the mythical David Craigie kind of threshold of like 725 and no one's going to go above that. Well, he's over in the Czech Republic now. So, but still, are you going to see 10 million a year for one player or are you going to just see eight, eight and a half over just a long-term deal? You know, it, it, that's going to be the biggest question mark because let's get it out of the way. Guy's going to make bank. And he, oh, yes. every, and he deserves every he deserves every bit of it. So it's all going to come down to just you know what the Bruins can you know work out in terms of a long term deal that's going to keep him in the fold for a while, and just how how much of a cap hit that's going to be. Because um, I mean, even if you sign him, let's say you get him for eight years, eight and a half million, I think if you're the Bruins, you have to be doing backflips. Because one, he's worth it. Two, this the salary cap limit is going to be going up every year, so. You know, in five years time, that eight million, eight and a half million is going to look even better and better as this guy continues to be a top pairing, legit franchise defenseman. So, um, yeah, I think it's all going to come down to what the Bruins can kind of, you know, bridge the gap and, and work out something with him. Because if he was just a free agent and is going to hit the market, I mean, you could see 10, 10 11 maybe. If especially it all is going to kind of depend on what this next year is going to be, which I don't know about you, Evan, but sure seems like it's a scenario where he's going to continue to get better and better. Like when have we hit this, the, the, you know, when are we reached the ceiling with McAvoy every year? It seems like he's getting better and better. So.
0: Yeah. I, I, this is why I don't see him hitting the market. I'd see this getting done midway through next year Um because I don't think they want him to hit the open market because again, there will be teams who are lining up to offer him 10, 10 and a half for his services. I mean, you know, elite two-way defensemen don't just show up on the open market every year. They're not just there for the taking. Um, And, I mean, you look at just the top five in the Norris last year. Fox, young guy, is going to get a huge deal whenever he's up. McCarr just got a huge deal. Hedman paid top dollar. Dougie Hamilton just signed a huge long-term deal. And then you have McAvoy. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that McAvoy is getting a lot of money. But I do think, you know, for uh, for uh the Bruins' sake, you know, one of Sweeney's biggest strengths is re-signing his own guys and getting them to sign for maybe less than they would get elsewhere. And I think you might see, you know, you're probably going to see this in this scenario. Um, I don't think this is going to be a Krug situation. That's for sure. I think McAvoy's kind of the guy they're going to be building around. I think he comes in around eight and a half. I think it's going to be somewhere in that vicinity. I think they're going to say, you know, as much as you're worth to this team, you know, you're, you're hurting us. If you're making over 10, that's it. And I, I think that's true. I think that's true. Of any player. I think whenever there's a player who makes an exorbitant amount, you know, is a seventh of your salary cap, you have an issue, you have a real issue. And the Bruins have been really lucky these past 15 years that that's really never happened. That guys were not making exorbitant amounts of money. So I think McAvoy's going to come in around eight, eight and a half, maybe nine. I have a tough time seeing that. Um, maybe they'll wait until, Maybe they'll wait to sign this deal until midway through next year when they have maybe a better idea what the salary cap will look like for the 2022, 2023 season. That might be more their goal. If it goes up $10 million, maybe they say, Hey, we can pay a little bit more just given what uh, the potential for the cap will be. But it feels like if it was signed today, it would be around eight and a half. And he's worth every, he said he's worth every freaking penny of that. I mean, that is not even disputable, um, of how much he's worth. Um, so moving on to other people, uh, right shot players that could get paid. Um, John Sweeney made some interesting comments in his media availability at the end of last week. It was right after development camp. I get to talk to Cassidy and then Sweeney uh, in uh, consecutive days. And this David Krejci stuff isn't going away. It's not going away anytime soon, people. Uh, Sweeney mentioned, he said, you know, uh, he said, quote, we addressed some areas we wanted to ultimately with David making a decision. Meaning basically they knew prior to yes. the the free agency that Krejci was gone. They didn't find out on Twitter via the Bruins social media team.
1: They weren't <laughs> so we they weren't like, what? They weren't flurried. <laughs> they weren't they weren't like a Marc Andre Flurry scenario where they like head sign. It was like that the the meme that they use way too much now from Star Wars with Natalie Portman where it's like the Bruins like So yeah, we signed Felina all these guys like you're gonna sign tomorrow, right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to sign tomorrow, right? Like that's, that's what they, people think it was. No, I think they had a, a, a pretty, you know, uh, clear indication going into free agency, what the, what the situation was. So. Well,
0: well people are saying that's why Jack Eichel got a Twitter it was because now he can see where he got traded. He can see it immediately yes. rather than hearing about it that someone tweeted. He can see the tweet. he's got to turn notifications on for like Darren Drager and Elliot Friedman and boom. He, he knows where he's going. So, um, credit to him for that. By the way, credit to, um, the reporter who tweeted out like, this isn't Jack Eichel. <laughs> and they, mm-hmm. and Eichel quoted and was like, Oh, that's actually for sources. That is actually me. So it is me, Jack. Uh, it is me, Jack. I can't wait to see, uh, someone will tweet that he liked a tweet saying that. Oh, uh, of course that like, Oh, he, Jack, come to Boston. Like I remember, um, this is a long time ago. I think I sent this to you. We did a Bruins beat. During the off-season before last season, I think. And uh, I tweeted out from the Bruins CLNS Twitter account about, like, it was all about, it was a show all about Krug's future and what the deal mm-hmm. with that was or whatever. And I saw Krug liked the tweet because I think if it was tweets it's like, Krug probably done in Boston or something. And he liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Then I went to look at it again and he unliked it. So he just liked and unliked. And I was like, damn. Yeah. He probably realized last second, I can't be liking that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, Back in the day, back in the day, he was back in Boston, I guess, for the uh, Zach Brown band concert. So
1: oh, a lot of players
0: filtering in. Jack Eichel was there as well on Sunday night. So yeah, he's got he's got to be coming to the Bruins now. He yeah, got to the band. Blues. He, he saw Zach Brown. Saying? I'm saying Eichel saw Zach Brown uh, Zach Brown band in Boston. He's gonna be he's gonna be staying here. I mean, he's not going anywhere. Come on now. Um. Anyways, Sweeney continued saying, "We're wondering whether or not he may return at some point in time." That's open-ended. So, now the Czech season ends in March. Like, this is not just, like, speculation. The season ends in March. Could easily come back after a full season in the Czech and work his way back with the Bruins. What are the chances this happens?
1: Um, I find it kind of slim for this upcoming year, just because there's so many hurdles along the way that you have to pass through to get him back here, because it's not as you know cut and dry as, you know, David Krejci faxing like the Michael Jordan letter, like I'm back. it's showing up like we're in a four or five jersey, like like Jordan did ninety five. Um because I mean you look at it one, you know, the the timing works out in terms of like Krejci could legitimately finish his entire season and and you know come aboard right in time for the playoff push. But I believe you have to sign guys before the trade deadline. So I'm not sure when exactly the deadline is this upcoming season, but if let's say it's in you know, usually it's like what, late February? So if you're, yes. you know, if he's season's over and then signs with the Bruins, he's not playoff, el- playoff eligible. So that's kind of what you're signing him for, right? For the help down the, the final stretch of the season. So, um, it'd be a scenario where if he did come back, you'd have to sign at the very least by late February, which means, you know, for as much as he says this is important to him and, you know, going back to the Czech Republic with his family and playing, you know, first, you know, a team that he has some ties with to then just be like, all right, guys, peace. Like, right yeah. before their playoffs, <laughs> uh, seems a bit unlikely. So, um, and then the other hurdle that even if he did do that, he'd have to pass through waivers. So
0: he's like, all right, kids, you've talked to your grandparents. We're going back to Boston. <laughs> yeah. So like that's, I mean, just the biggest hurdle
1: is, you know, like you'd have to pack up and leave more or less before your season overseas is done. And then you got to go through the waiver process, which he could go into it with the same kind of mentality that I think was Jason Spezza had, where it's like if you draft me or if you if you claim me on waivers, I'm just going to retire. Which maybe will deter some teams, but let's say you know uh, another Cup contender is ahead of Boston on the waiver wire, And it's like you're going to retire. Good, we'll do it anyway. We're just going to put the screws to Boston. What do we have to lose? Like what if it's like Tampa or someone like that and they don't, they don't need a center, but they're like, all right, we'll claim you. You're going to retire. Okay. Well, we've, we've claimed you. So enjoy your retirement. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, how, please, <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, if you're a team doing that and you can stop another contender, another team that like let's say it's in your division from getting a legit top six center back in the fold for the playoffs, all you have to do is claim them and get some bad press. I think they're fine with that. Ask Tampa if they give a shit about all the bad optics about their cap shenanigans. I don't think nope. they really care.
0: You know what means more than that?
1: Yeah. Stanley, Stanley cup. cup ring. Yeah. Stanley exactly. Cup ring means a little bit more. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. I I, that, I agree with you. I, I I don't think it's that likely. It's fun to think about. People kind of who show. I mean, maybe he signs here and then comes after the season ends. I don't know if that's even a thing you can do. I don't know how that, like, you could do it. But maybe – Maybe, maybe next season. Maybe the season... I mean, well, after this, the season after this. Yeah. next season. Maybe that's when he comes back. But again, he's a, a full year older. <laughs> so you're not exactly getting you know fresh David Krejci. But again, I don't know. I feel as much as fun an idea that is, that's his home. Like, I don't know. I have a tough time believing he's just going to go home for a year and then be like, all right, we're going back to Boston. Yes. Like, just bringing his family all parts of the world. I don't know. I just... I think to me, as fun an idea as that is, and I guarantee you they both said, Hey, maybe, you know, down the road, whatever, you know, when you, when you, uh, you know, you end something and you say, like, when you say goodbye to someone, you're like, Oh, I'll see you soon. You know, I'll see you around. And you know, yep. like, you're never going to see them. I just yeah, went through that with college. Like there were people you saw and you're like, I'm probably never seeing you yeah, again. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, it's funny. I was looking at, um, obviously that, you know, the, the Bruins free agent signings are now what two weeks old. That happened like two yes. weeks ago. Yep. And as the time's going on. You think about it a bit more, uh, you know, at the time it was, they signed depth guys, but nobody to really replace Creechie. You know, you they'll move coil up as Cassie mentioned last week and kind of hope for the best there, but I'm looking at the free agent class of next offseason. And is there any chance, is there any chance that Sweeney said, you know what, instead of, gearing up, you know, signing us or, or trading for a second line center now, which there's no second line center really on the market, whether that be, there was no one that could replace Creachie in free agency and via trade is tough, especially when you're a contending team. There was nobody that jumped off the page. Dvorak was not or is not really the true answer there. Maybe down the line, but not at the moment. You think he said let's focus on maybe depth pieces would normally sign into a trade deadline, Felino, Hala, Nosek, and then at the trade deadline of next year, we'll focus on Guys that could be up for trades. I mean, I'm looking at the free agent class of next season. Now, granted, these a lot of these guys are making a lot of money, and they're on pretty good teams. But, I mean, just to give some names, and not to say the Bruins would be in on any of these people, but Malkin, Subban, Giroux, Kessel, Letang, um, Joe Pavelski, uh, Ryan Kessler's actually up next offseason. If that, ma- is if that matters at all. Um, Barkov's up next offseason. Philip Forsberg is one that's up next offseason. And again, the Nashville's a team that's kind of teetering on whether or not to rebuild or kind of reload. Um, there's, there's, there's centers out there. Now, does a team like Nashville make Forsberg available at the deadline? And that's how the Bruins get their second line center. They go out and get Philip Forsberg. I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing to think about that maybe Sweeney kinda of did it backwards, whereas most teams try to gear up in the off season and then kinda of get those depth pieces at the deadline. And this year he said, Why don't we just wait and see what kind of second line centers we can get at the deadline, next off season, etc." You think that's any possibility that that happens?
1: Yeah, I think it definitely could happen, especially if they go it's better to, you know, maybe see what your internal candidates are, see how they do, and if you get to the point where you realize nothing's working, then you can at least still have time to address the deadline. Granted, that also kind of hurts your leverage because the team knows that you are a, hopefully a cup contender and you desperately need a second line center to kind of get, they're going to get you over the coals about it because yeah. they know you're very desperate for it. But as you said, there should be a lot of guys available. Even, even a guy, I think uh, Thomas hurdle uh, and San Jose is going to be a free agent after next year. I want to say so. He's a guy that could be a legitimate, you know, seventy-point guy in the right situation. So he's a guy that maybe you view more than a Dvorak. Which again, as much as the Bruins get tied to Dvorak, he's still a guy that I don't know if he exactly moves the needle in the direction that you're you're looking for. Or you need, like, I feel like he's maybe still a three C, maybe like an okay two C. It's kind of like another coil, and you need like you know you don't have a crazy, but you need like a hurdle or someone like that who can he legit could, be to a, get you a, over the hurdle. Okay, I don't want him anymore now. But, <laughs> but like th- those, are like, those are the guys you have to target. So we'll see kind of how the deadline maps out because I'd imagine everyone would be very interested around there. Like, even if David Krejci came back, I still think you had to go into this season expecting them to kick the tires on another defenseman at the deadline of, you know, a if Natural decides to move Ekholm again, if uh, Hampus Lindholm from uh the Ducks is available. Like, I would imagine they would be Right in on any, you know, potential top pairing guy out there. Now you've got kind of two big holes, right? Of like, well, we could use another top pairing guy, but oh crap, we still don't have a 2C. So um, I don't think you can acquire both in the same deadline unless you're willing to mortgage the farm. So uh, we'll see what they end up doing, but I would absolutely would not be surprised if you see them really, you know, kicking the tires on a lot of, you know, top six centers that are going to be hitting the market. Um, and are interested in acquiring them before this season wraps up. It's just going to be what the – as always, what's going to be the cost and how much leverage do they have because I think that's the only one risk you have with this of, you know, being involved in a, a deal for a team like uh, like Hur- like Hurdle is that, um, you know, th- the team's well aware of what your situation is and it's not like you can usually just walk away. If you're in a win-now window and you've got that huge vacancy on your second line – it's going to be tougher to walk away even when a team has a pretty heavy demand for you.
0: Yeah, but I I just don't think, I, I think there's a chance they built the team backwards in a sense, whereas normally you pick those depth guys up, uh, at the deadline and instead they did it backwards, which if it works, it works. Like if, if, if the is better for centers at the deadline next year, or next offseason, maybe that's the right route to go. I, I think that that's an interesting way to think about it. The other thing you mentioned was Hampus Lindholm. Jay Fresh on Twitter had a good tweet uh, like a week ago. said, do you ever think of how crazy it is that the Ducks have finished 24th, 27th, and 30th in the past three seasons, and yet they still have Ricard Raquel, Josh Manson, Hampus Lindholm, Jakob Silverberg, and Cam Fowler all on the it's roster? wild. Yeah, I mean, that's man. insane. Like, that team should be selling those pieces off tomorrow. They should be having a yard sale in front of the Honda Center
1: to get rid getting, of those guys. Getting, getting ready for that uh, Jack Eichel trade.
0: Oh yeah, they all all five of them are gonna go to Buffalo. Um, anyways, that is Bruins Beat for the week. Uh that is every Bruins piece of information that you need to know. Connor, before you go, is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Yeah, we're gonna be um, you know, breaking down a few more potential moves going forward whether the Bruins are really all done at this point of the off season. Um, you know, weighing how much Charlie McAvoy could make uh next year, all those kind of still lingering questions that we can still explore before training camp gets underway and we get a better picture of what we're looking at with this Bruins team in 2021-22. So uh, follow over at BostonSportsJournal.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
0: So do all that. For CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins be listeners. Have a great rest. Have a week.